Ladies and gentlemen, get ready for the eighth wonder of the world. Wait for it. The backside of water. It looks just like the front side. It's completely different. It's the eighth wonder of the world, the backside of water. Guys, get your cameras out. Come on. You don't want to miss this. Snap, snap, snap. Keep snapping. Alright everybody, I am Kevin from The Real Movie Guys, and you are watching The Real Review, a series where we review and discuss all your favorite movies. And don't forget, if you like what you see and you want to see more, be sure to like and subscribe to the channel today. On today's episode, we'll be taking a look at Disney's Jungle Cruise. Dr. Lily Hutton enlists the aid of a wisecracking skipper named Frank Wolf to take her down the Amazon in his ramshackled boat. Together, they search for an ancient tree that holds the power to heal a discovery that will change the future of medicine. I wasn't sure what to expect going into Jungle Cruise. To be honest, I was more hesitant than anything else, almost to the point where I wanted to avoid the movie entirely. I mean, how good could a movie based on a theme park attraction really be? Anything I saw in the trailers didn't exactly portray this movie anything other than a total cringe fest. Once the movie started and an orchestrated version of Metallica's Nothing Else Matters roared over the Disney logo, I realized I made a mistake. Jungle Cruise, while not entirely original and almost outstaying its welcome, ended up being a charismatic and action-packed ride that I enjoyed a hell of a lot more than I thought possible. If you're familiar with movie franchises like Pirates of the Caribbean, or The Mummy, then honestly there isn't very much new here. An extremely charismatic protagonist is recruited by a beautiful woman to go on a dangerous journey where they are confronted by paranormal foes. Again, not original by any means, but like those previous films I mentioned, it's still a fun setup. This formula is the lifeblood of Jungle Cruise, so all the twists and turns should be familiar to everyone at this point. I will shamefully admit though that I didn't see the twists coming towards the latter end of the film, and it added a welcome wrinkle in the overall plot, even if that twist is nothing we haven't seen before in this kind of film. So if the plot is nothing new, then what makes this movie work? Well, it would have to be the film's overall charm. Dwayne Johnson and Emily Blunt shoulder the burden of most of this, and I have to say their chemistry saved a lot of this movie for me. Every time Johnson, who plays the con artist with a heart of gold skipper of the hired boat Frank Wolf, flashes million dollar smile and cracked a terrible dad joke, I found myself laughing even when it wasn't that funny. Johnson has such a natural charisma to him that he can draw you into even the most bland or recycled story. His constant squabbling with Emily Blunt, who plays the no-nonsense Indiana Jones-like adventure, Lily Hutton, never felt boring. In fact, many of the scenes they shared together, especially some of the more physical action set pieces, were some of the best. One scene had the two going back and forth fighting goons in a brawl at the river town, and while it feels familiar like you have seen it before, it somehow feels refreshing and new due to their chemistry. Throughout the movie, it feels like both actors had an easy time working off one another, making every interaction, even in the most dire times, have an underlying layer of fun. The fact that they are in a movie based on a Disney theme park attraction never seems to be lost on them. Hell, one of the first scenes in the film is essentially Johnson taking a group of passengers through the Disney ride, including Eighth Wonder of the World and all. That little bit of tongue-in-cheek is seen throughout the movie and only complements this movie's tone. I think a quick nod should also be given to Jake Whitehall's performance as the constantly whining and cowardly McGregor Hutton. I will give the filmmakers credit in adding a bit of dimension to this character and some of his struggles, something I didn't expect from the comic relief character. He also has excellent chemistry with Johnson and Blunt as well, being a pessimistic third wheel that rounds out their over-the-top antics. One of the major mistakes in this movie is that they try to do too much at 
times. The most obvious instances of this would be the film's villain. Jesse Plemons plays the German Prince Joachim, and the other is actually a group of Spanish conquistadors who are cursed to never leave the river. Plemons' performance as the prince never really resonated with me. He was played more for laughs and as the connective tissue in service to the plot for the conquistadors and the crew of the Jungle Cruise to meet. The conquistadors, on the other hand, made much more sense and had some really awesome design details to make them intimidating. Much like the cursed pirates in the Pirates of the Caribbean films, the Spaniard villains reflect the very vile things you would find in the river, their bodies infested with snakes, tree roots, and insects. Overall, very creative designs. It's just a wonder why the writers thought splitting time with Plemons' character was necessary. Their backstory is marvelous when it's revealed, but the finale becomes rushed when we are given an information dump montage on why they exist. Don't get me wrong, Metallica's instrumental anthem once again blazes over the reveal, and it's ludicrously amazing and stylish. I just wish we got a few more encounters to really let these characters live up to their potential. Another area that this film overindulges in is its runtime. I feel like a good bit of this film could have been trimmed and tightened to make the overall experience easily more digestible. Certain side plots and the constant we need to find this item to do this and can this character be trusted scenarios started to repeat themselves way more often than necessary. I understand wanting to build conflict in the hero group, but it just came across as tedious. Not wanting to end on a sour note here, I really do want to compliment this film's atmosphere and setting. Everything from the set designs to the environment just emanates adventure. For a movie that is really overloaded with CGI, see the overly friendly Jaguar Proxima, I was able to put aside that and just take in this film's presentation. Whether it was the barely functioning and weathered lived-in feel of the river town, or the beautifully vibrant and colorful clashing waves of the river, this movie really wants you to escape into this world. I think one of the main audiences this movie's trying to captivate is children, and if you are looking for a film with the same spirit as Indiana Jones, Raiders of the Lost Ark, but don't think your kids are ready to see what happens when you open the Ark of the Covenant, you could do worse. Jungle Cruise is a campy adventure that knows exactly what it is, focusing on corny jokes and action cliches we have all seen before. However, this film is able to make this theme park-inspired adventure stand out just a bit above the rest, with an extremely charismatic cast and enthralling atmosphere. While this ride may last a bit longer than you may like, I still think it's an adventure worth taking. This all leads me to my final score. I'm going to give Jungle Cruise a B minus. 10,000 to bring you there alive. If I have to bring you back dead, it's 15,000. Why should I pay more dead? Dead, I'd have to carry you. Dead's a lot harder, lady. If you're interested in the history of the ride behind the Jungle Cruise film, be sure to tune in later this week for The Real Movie Guy's new original series, Behind the Real, where John will be going on his own adventure, discussing all the twists and turns in the history of this beloved theme park attraction. Jungle Cruise won't surprise you, but sometimes that's exactly what you're looking for. Like the ride itself, you may know all the stops along the river, every animatronic hippo, and so bad they're good jokes, but that doesn't stop you from hopping back on that ridiculously long line to experience that fun and adventure all over again. And if Metallica's Nothing Else Matters has anything to say about it maybe that fun and adventure is all that actually matters if you guys like what you've seen here today consider giving this video a like and leaving your thoughts in the comments below if you want to stay up to date with everything real movie guys related make sure to hit that subscribe button and check us out on instagram twitter and facebook and don't forget all you audio listeners at home we are available on many podcasting platforms just search the real movie guys you should pop right up Thank you again all so much for joining us on this episode of The Real Review. We are The Real Movie Guys. Real guys, real movies, real thoughts. Catch you next time.